Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. On today's episode of the College Football Daily, we are talking about the best true freshmen in college football. Good morning. It is Tuesday, December 7th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. We're about to be joined by Cooper Patagna, who puts together a true freshman All-American team for 24-7 sports. Cooper is a national recruiting analyst for 24-7 sports, has worked in the personnel departments at Oregon, Washington, Michigan, among others. We've had him on before, uh, but... He, he did the, the postseason All-American team uh, on Monday. He did one midseason. He did one preseason. He's the guy for the freshman All-American team. So good to, good to talk to him about a very fun list and very exciting list of young college football talent. We waited till Monday evening to record this episode, uh, record this introduction, I should say, because we had some news that we figured would, would happen. And, and, and sure enough, Mario Cristobal is headed to Miami. Don't think you would have possibly missed that news. And there are other podcasts. Cover three uh, inside the youth uh, through the smoke podcast uh, to handle all that comprehensive coverage. But as Andrew Ivins of 24 seven sports says, he might change the game down there. So it will be very interesting to see the ripple effect across the other Florida schools. And then the other, the other big schools who, who hit South Florida, Alabama, Ohio state, and Georgia in particular. Other news out there. Heisman finalists are announced. They're sending four to New York city, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Kenny Pickett, Aiden Hutchinson. Everyone wants to know Will, uh, where is Will Anderson, the Alabama pass rusher, who's closing in on the NCAA's single-season tackle for loss record. Uh, we're going to have to get into the, the Heisman snubs later this week on the College Football Daily, I guess. And I would also say Kenneth Walker, the running back from Michigan State, was awesome all season. At one point, was probably the Heisman favorite, uh, according to, to many people. And I don't think you can tell the story of the college football season without Kenneth Walker, who's also a transfer player and, and represents that whole big movement in college sports as well. So I was disappointed to not see him on the list. Not taken away from anything that a guy maybe third or fourth on that on on that among the finalists did, like a, a Pickett or a Stroud. But I would like to see this, guys. And then Quinn Ewers, we're still waiting on something from him. We thought something might be coming Monday, but Chris Hummer spoke to Quinn Ewers' dad, and he said, no decision today. Quinn Ewers visited Texas Tech on Sunday, was supposed to see, I th- I'm sure he did, uh, go to TCU on Monday, previously had an in-home visit with Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. We're going to have to wait and see, but that's going to be big news when it drops too. So a lot of things, a lot of irons in the fire in college football news these days. I'm probably missing several other transfer stories, several other coaching carousel moves. Who's Oregon going to hire? I think they want Chip Kelly. I don't know if that's the best move for them in this state of their program though, but we're doing our best to cover as much as we can. It's like drinking out of a fire hose these days. But anyway, here's Cooper Patagna talking about the best freshman in college football. Cooper Patagna joins us right now. It's a busy day, busy week to talk to the true freshman All-American team for 2021. 24-7 Sports does this every year. Cooper, this was your first fall. You did the preseason, you did the midseason, you did the postseason. Freshman of the year is Brock Bowers, Georgia tight end. Fun list, fun to help on and help put together. Cooper, what's like your, um, after doing this for the next, last few months and, and keeping an eye on the true freshman, 
Uh, I think college football is in pretty good hands, huh? I think so. You know, it's kind of interesting, kind of formulating your own processes as you go through this. And obviously, you were a great sounding board throughout this process. But just watching a lot of ball, I think it was pretty neat for me being on the personnel side of things the last couple of years and throughout my career and now being on this side of it. Uh, and having a good feel for some of the top players in the country and where they have gone and seeing some of the guys that have been able to contribute at a high level so early in their career already. Uh, that's been really neat for me, and, and, and I enjoyed making this list. No shortage of playmakers on this list, and I, I think, as you said, the foundation for college football in good hands. So since you mentioned the personnel side of things, I will ask you this because this is like not something a, a normal person would answer, but in your years in working in college football, is there something that separates the true freshman who's ready to play from the true freshman who's not other than the opportunity, you know, a, a Spencer Rattler gets benched and then, you know, Caleb Williams is just number two. Is, is there a trait that separates him that you can maybe even tell in, in June when he shows up? Yeah, I don't think it's one trait. I think it's it's multiple check boxes. So when you're going through that evaluation process, I think there's obviously the projection piece and how that translates to the next level uh, in regards to what they've done throughout their high school career. You look at that body of work. You look at in terms of what we talk about in the in the athlete in the in the physical makeup of the player as well, and then the mental part of it. Um, are they ready for the next level in terms of what's being uh, put on their plate? You talked about the freshman All American of the year. You look at Brock Bowers hasn't missed a beat since he started at Georgia. They had some injuries, they had some off field issues. He starts game one against Clemson, a really big moment for him. But that was a guy. If you studied him throughout his high school career. Really intelligent three-phase player, played tight end, played a little bit of H-back, running back, receiver. They used him as a linebacker on defense, and then he was returning kicks uh, on special teams. So this was a guy who was highly versatile. Obviously, it, it takes a high level of, I would say, processing power to be able to play all those different positions, even in high school. So I think once you start going through that process and the more boxes you check, I think then you start to ask the question, you get a better feel for, okay, can this guy contribute early at the next level? And with a lot of these guys, you start to see uh, those reoccurring trends. I'm glad you mentioned the Bowers that he was you know, maybe fourth on the depth chart if you had mapped it out in March and he was ready to go week one. We'll, we'll, we'll run through the list. Not going to do every guy or talk about every guy, I should say, and, and just kind of go in generalities. But Caleb Williams, the quarterback, you, know, you almost wonder if the season had a month more to go. Jackson Dart gets more more shine out there. What happens, regardless, it's it's a really two really special guys to choose from. And I imagine Cooper, there are Oklahoma fans reading your article on Monday morning and, and listening to us on Tuesday. Who, until they get word from Caleb Williams that he's sticking around in Norman, are a little bit apprehensive. What, what what sort of ceiling do you think this guy has as we project out the next few years? Uh, it's interesting. I mean, he's he's as physically talented as maybe some of the guys that have been there in the past, and, and that's saying a lot, but I think he has a really good feel for the game. Very instinctual player. You look at the job that he did uh, once he got inserted in that game in the in the Red River Showdown uh, against Texas and what he was able to do. He's, a, he's an extremely dynamic player, not only uh, from an arm talent standpoint, but what he can do with his legs. And then on top of that, you throw in just his really live intuition uh, for the quarterback position and the, and the field that he plays with. 
I think it's hard to tell what his ceiling is, but uh, I think at this point, if he continues to play at the level he's capable of playing, it's going to be uh, something to watch if Oklahoma, uh, who they decide and Brent Venables decides uh, to put at the helm of, of calling that offense, what that fit's going to look like. And if indeed Caleb Williams stays at OU, but this guy has all the physical makings and the mental makings for being the next guy at Oklahoma who hears his name called either as a Heisman Trophy winner uh, or as a first pick in the draft. Yeah, I wonder the like the the parlay combo we could get on Heisman and, and number one pick. I think I might be interested in taking that. I feel like we've talked about Travion Henderson from Ohio State all season. We were going to do something a little bit more special on Braylon Allen of Wisconsin uh, last week, and then Wisconsin lost to Minnesota and didn't make the Big Ten title game. I do wonder, Cooper, like what is it? And this sort of reminds me of Devin White a few years ago, and I know you were you're in personnel during the 2021 cycle, and Braylon Allen was was being recruited. I think I think he might have even been ranked as a linebacker. It it, it always surprises me that a guy a guy can make the move seamlessly from running back to linebacker, or linebacker to running back. But I guess are there that many shared traits between those two positions, or is Braylon Allen just a freak? No, that's a that's a good question. You know, I know Baylor's running back. The the name is avoiding uh, mm-hmm. me right now. What is that? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's similar, yep. similar situation. You know, made the transition from from linebacker to running back, and I I do think there are some natural traits that correlate between each position in terms of short area quickness, uh, between the physicality that's necessary to play both positions, uh, and between really the eyes as well, the instincts and the vision. So, you know, he he was a guy similar to Brock Bowers, played all three phases in high school and Braylon Allen. But really the knock on him, you know, I went back and I looked at it. He had a 502.40 coming out uh, that made you a little bit hesitant. Now you watch him and you look at the play speed. He's, he's got above average to good play speed. And, you know, that certainly hasn't been an issue with his time in Wisconsin. So uh, looking back at him, reevaluating him, but he does all the little things well. Plays against, uh, excuse me, plays behind a, a really good offensive line in Wisconsin. Really kind of just fits the identity and the offensive philosophy of Paul Christ. Um, so on top of all those things, I think it's a really good fit at Wisconsin as well. While you were talking, I, I looked it up. It's Abram Smith, the Baylor running back. Uh, I should have known that. My sister went to Baylor. I watched all the Baylor games this year, so, <laughs> so shame on me. Maybe like the last offensive guy we need to talk about as we work through this, and I'm Cooper, I'm, I'm happy to carry the load here on Xavier Worthy. I think it's funny that, I mean, it, it, Brock Bowers was absolutely the deserving guy to be a true freshman of the year. And, and Oklahoma State's Colin Oliver, defensive end on this list too. That Xavier Worthy, who was on a five and seven team, was even in the mix to earn that honor. It's pretty freaky. Twelve touchdowns, reset a, tresh, a Texas true freshman record. The guy who used to hold that record was was Roy Williams, who is sort of the avatar for what a great Texas Longhorn receiver should look like. Big guy, former top ten pick by the Lions. They're totally different players. Xavier Worthy is one of the fastest humans I've ever seen in person, and. I really hope that he that he sticks around and stays healthy and that Steve Sarkeesian can get him a better quarterback and maybe some other help, some other running mates that defenses can't keep keying on him because he's an, he's incredible. And I, I, it's crazy to believe that he I mean, he was signed Cooper with Michigan. Like, I don't know if he totally fit in on this on this Michigan offense, but it's, it's really interesting to think about where Texas and Steve Sarkeesian would have been without. Xavier Worthy this year, who again, you know, was released from his letter of intent uh, from Michigan to go to Texas. But um, you know, Michigan's doing fine, and, and Texas might have might have only won four games uh, without Xavier Worthy instead of five. Right? Yeah, uh, it's funny how it works out. Obviously, like as you 
we're talking about him signing with Michigan out of high school. But this is a great fit. This is an exceptional fit. Xavier Worthy and Steve Sarkeesian's offense. You talk about a guy that averaged over 15 yards per catch. He had 12 touchdowns. He was targeted more than any other freshman in the country uh, and was targeted more than anybody else on the team at, at Texas. And that being said, look, Xavier Worthy was a West Coast guy. I was at Oregon when he was coming out. We thought we had a really good shot with him. To say that he's been doing what he's been doing at the level he's been doing it, um, if you would have told me that a year ago, it would have been a surprise. Uh, and I think that's credit to Xavier Worthy, but not only him, but the coaching staff and Steve Sarkeesian uh, for putting him in the best positions to succeed. I think Texas adding playmakers around him, finding a quarterback that can consistently get him the ball is going to be important for his growth and development because he's he's not going to surprise anybody next year. Um, but he already, as a freshman, establishing himself as one of the best playmakers in the country. Other receivers on the list, Jack Beck, LSU, Mario Williams at Oklahoma. Kind of, it was kind of tough to find that third spot. Offensive line, uh, Joe Out from Notre Dame, Connor Colby, Iowa, Ruben Fathery, and Bryce Foster from AM, Garrett Dellinger from LSU. Let's switch to defense, Cooper. Three guys on the on the D-line, Colin Oliver of Oklahoma State, who was awesome, 12th nationally in sacks. Tyleek Williams, big defensive interior guy for Ohio State. You know, if you'd asked a Buckeye, a few months ago, who's their true freshman All-American? They they probably would have said Jack Sawyer. Uh, I don't think they would have said JT Tui Melo out because he, he got to campus so late. But interesting that Tyleek Williams gets there. And then Jose, Josiah Stewart from Coastal Carolina. 15 sacks, fourth nationally in sacks. When you look at this trio of guys, uh, give me a guy who you want to single out here for a few seconds. I mean, I'd love to spend a minute maybe talking about all of them, but you talk about Colin Oliver. He was more of an off-ball backer in high school, and this guy just played with a unbelievable play speed and tenacity. Uh, to see him being utilized the way that he is at Oklahoma State, credit to their coaching staff. He's done an unbelievable job. Already double-digit sacks. Uh, as a freshman, and this is a guy uh, who really was kind of in a sub role uh, most of uh, his freshman year. And then you look at Tyleek Williams, he didn't have the total snaps, but maybe Oliver and Josiah Stewart and some of the other defensive linemen, uh, but he was as effective as anybody in the country. I believe he had five sacks and only 166 total snaps. So that was really impressive looking at him and the impact that he made in limited snaps. And then you said it, Josiah Stewart, how about that? Coastal Carolina, 15 sacks as a freshman. Hard to keep that guy off the list. All right, linebackers, Eric Gentry at Arizona State, Junior Colson at Michigan. We'll be seeing him in the playoff. Dallas Turner is the guy I want you to talk about, though. Cooper, he came on really strong at the end of the season. Six sacks in his last five games. He had a sack against Georgia in the SEC Championship. How big is it for Bama to find that guy opposite of Will Anderson when, when a few other players have been injured to, to maybe potentially keep offensive lines honest? So I would imagine all the, they're still going to put a ton of attention on Will Anderson. Yeah, well, I, I mean, what a luxury for Alabama to be able to go deep into the bullpen and have somebody like Dallas Turner there uh, ready to go. And uh, they've done a really good job developing him throughout the season, but this guy was a five-star coming out. So don't forget that. I mean, Drew Sanders, another great player, Chris Allen ends up getting hurt before the season, uh, but his emergence, obviously, as these guys are trending towards the playoffs is really big. And it takes a lot of pressure off of probably the best pass rusher in college football and Will Anderson. Now teams have to focus on both sides of the line of scrimmage, Alabama, extremely multiple and aggressive defensively. So uh, I think Dallas Turner, only makes Alabama more difficult to defend at this point in the season. 
All right, we got five defensive backs. So I think we kind of had like a what three three five. Although with Dallas Turner, I guess you could spend him out to the edge and go four two five every once in a while. Uh, I'll read the names and and then you follow up with with the with the guy you really want to give some love to, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Justin Wally from Minnesota. Denzel Burke from Ohio State was like a surprise starter in week one and kept that job the rest of the way at corner. Deuce Chestnut, fun name at Syracuse. Syracuse like has some sneaky defensive backs. Andre Cisco a few years ago was a true freshman All-American. Andrew Makuba, Clemson, an Austin native who was the first Tiger to ever sign sight unseen because of the pandemic, did a nice job for Clemson and is now tweeting uh, auspicious Oklahoma things, Cooper, with Brent Minables going to Norman. And then Jack Howe, nice find uh, at Colorado State was the highest rated safety in the true freshman class. Uh, it was a three-star recruit and uh, uh, played a lot and played very well. Who's the guy here? Who's the defensive back of these five who who you're going to finish this podcast talking about? Yeah, I think Denzel Burke, you just got to give him credit. Even from watching watching that opening game against Minnesota, seeing him out there was a little bit of surprise. And then he went the distance. He certainly had his ups and downs during the season. But to be able to do that at Ohio State with the caliber of talent that they have at that defensive back room, and this is a guy you got to remember. Remember in high school, played the majority of his snaps on the offensive side of the ball. So for him to make this transition to defensive back, nonetheless, at Ohio State of all the places, uh, is pretty remarkable. And he did a really good job. I believe I don't I don't believe gave up one 100 yard uh, receiving game all year. And he look he he was tested at times throughout the season, which I think uh, is pretty standard for any typical freshman who's going to be in that position. But he responded well. So Denzel Burke is definitely the guy that I think deserves a lot of recognition when you look at this true freshman All-American defensive back room. All right, Cooper Patagna, can keep you busy the next few weeks. We got signing day, coaching carousel, all that stuff. We appreciate you joining us, man. Thank you. Appreciate it, Trey. All right, good stuff from Cooper. Go follow him on Twitter, at CPatagna247. I'll be down next week with him in Fort Lauderdale for the signing day show on CBS Sports HQ. We'll give you more information about that as we get closer. Have a great Tuesday. We'll talk to you on Wednesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.